Hey guys, it's Audio Z. It's talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. This episode is called The Silent Phone. But I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more to the whole, the title of the episode. This Evangelion, like, steeps everything in, like, double meanings. And it's usually, like, uh, Hideki Anno there. Stares into your soul and says, figure it out yourself. And it's like, but I don't, I, I don't understand what this means. And then he just shrugs. So you have to, like, come up, you have to jump to conclusions on your own about what the fuck's happening or what means what. But in this episode, uh, Shinji actually goes to training. We actually see Shinji, like, in a simulation. He's, like, sleepily going through it. Like, he probably has run these drills a thousand times just by, just by the way he looks. Shinji says that he does what he's told. And I'm like, great! I understand you think that that's a that's probably a shitty quality to have being a teenage boy who's like probably not that happy about uh, authority like you follow authority you're just not happy about it but listen you're in the military and that's kind of what they do I this is not even really the military it's sort of the military the UN gives them powers but the UN in our universe doesn't really have much in the way of powers. So I wouldn't say this is a military thing, but it definitely is structured like a military operation. Like, Misato is in command of Shinji. If Misato says jump, people do that shit without question. We also can see Shinji go to school with actual classmates his own age, which is a good idea because, man, this kid needs some, like, socialization. You know, he needs to be around other people his age, some peers. The problem with him being around peers is the same thing that we see through the episode, is that these people are in danger. They're civilians that are in danger because of what's going on with the angels. If something happens to them, it's on him, and he has to actually see that shit up close and personal and feel that pain in real life. You're, it's your fault my sister got hurt, so I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. I love Shinji just like, listen, shit happens, and Toji there punches him again. I will say about the old dub, Toji and fucking Otakon there, his friend, bad voice acting, actually terrible, like, I, it was not good. So them being changed, that's a kindness, because that, I think if you were gonna redub this show, you just don't call the guys that did Toji and Otacon there. You just kind of move on with your life, and you're like, no, Johnny Young Bosch that's playing the big bully is probably your best bet. The Otacon kid has a distinctively Pidge-like voice from, like, the original Voltron, the 80s Voltron. Not, like, overboard, but, like, very Pidge in pitch. Like, if you were working on a on a soundboard, mixing these voices together, you turn up the Pidge a little bit, and then you're like, oh, perfect amount of nasally bullshit for, for Otacon. I seem to have turned up my Pidge, but that's just cabin fever. I'm just, Pollen's gonna be on my death certificate, is what's going on right now. There's a rumor that's not so quietly kept that Shinji is the pilot of the Ava, and it's like, oh, he just showed up when that robot did. But that sounds like some of my dad works at Nintendo shit. Like, the fact that they not only, um, when he mentions stuff about the Ava, they believe him, but fucking Otacon is taking down notes and probably posting it on forums is not only dangerous, but it's stupid on that kid's part for just believing him. I'm sure being in Japan, you've had to have some a classmate that said that they worked for Nintendo or their dad works for Nintendo. You, they're just thirsty to believe him. He's like, oh, the, the stuff about the robot is top secret. Uh, anyway, here's how it works. And it's like, Shinji, this, it's classified information. You're in the military, Shinji. <laughs> They learn about the second impact in school, or the first impact in school, and that's how we, the audience, learn about the first impact. And it's an interesting way to do it. I like that you use the teacher for exposition. I'm always a fan of exposition that's handled well. Do not give me Naruto-style exposition, or I'm gonna flip a fucking table. I think that's the worst way to do it. You stop in the middle of a fight to, like, you know, have a flashback that lasts 100 years, and you're just like, actually, your backstory is terrible and boring. Can you get back to the fight, please? You can do that sometimes if you have an interesting backstory. <laughs> If you're going to break up something interesting to get to something lame, like flower arranging, I'm not going to be about it. I will never stop harping on the flower arranging shit. If you have a badass fight scene and then you intersperse it with a, you know, edge of your seat backstory, then okay. Other than that, do not waste my time. Here the exposition is brought to you by a teacher, which is like, yeah, of course it is. This is probably exposition for Shinji too. 
who probably didn't know about the the, the, the details of the first impact because he is in school that I'm pretty sure they're not going to be teaching this in elementary. You know, you're not going to traumatize the children. Ray also goes to this school and is also in class. She's covered in bandages. Nobody really asks about Ray or talks to her. Like, if you go to a Japanese school, the chick with the red eyes and white hair would immediately stand out. Also, she has a window seat. Come on now, you, you're you looking at yourself. If you're like Toji or Otakon, you look at yourself and go, oh shit, am I, am I a fucking side character? You also know that Shinji is the main character because he is the male protagonist, which means he is as boring looking as possible so that you can superpose yourself onto him. Our, um, there is a cat in a tree. Sorry, I'm distracted by this actual cat in a tree. But um, anyway, sorry. So Shamshell shows up, the dick angel. It's just a penis. Like, there's a subreddit called Mildly a Penis. But if you put a picture of Shamshell in that subreddit, they would they would delete it and be like, this is obviously a penis. The subtext is not subtext, it's just text in this case. That's a dick. And Shinji goes out and fights it. We see the city's defenses of that they lower the city into the ground. They retract the cities into more nerve. I don't really know if you call that underground, but I think that's a really cool city defense. Godzilla shows up. Godzilla keeps showing up. Japan, why do you keep building these same structures that can't withstand Godzilla? They're like, the third time Godzilla shows up, just assume that that shit's gonna happen all the time. So build retractable cities. I'm not saying it's easy to build retractable cities, and you do need space for, like, you do need, uh... To be able to eject guns also out of the ground for the giant robot to play around with. So you can't just build buildings willy-nilly haphazardly. Shinji finally has a plug suit. We see a scene where it's like this big baggy costume and then you press a button and it vacuum seals to your form. That's probably very helpful when you go into the uh, when you go into that delicious LCL. Is it LCL? Yes, I think it is. I got it wrong last time. I called it a, um, like ACH or something. And I'm like, that's a professional wrestler's name. That, that always happens to me. Like, is it a professional wrestler? Or mysterious science liquid. So um, the kids, uh, Atakan and Toji, decide to go outside and watch the watch the fucking Ava fight because they're idiots. Because Atakan is obsessed with this shit. That this is his bag. He loves the military. He loves the giant robots. He thinks all this shit is really cool. Almost get fucking killed. It was just sheer luck that Shinji didn't crush them with his hand when he landed in the mountainside and then also that like freaks Shinji out like oh shit he piles them up into his uh cockpit there you know they're I guess really cool with the ACL they, <laughs> they have to be real cool real fast with ACL with LCL but he does that to protect them it's a good job it's a good thing to do good job Shinji uh but it fucks up the way that Ava reacts to his nervous system but he gets the job done he like destroys Sam Shell with only a short amount of time left because I, I said before I think it was like 15 minutes or five minutes that you get when you're unplugged nah you get one minute so it's even more dire streets. And you have one minute to destroy the angel's core, and that will stop it. The core of those big, those big orbs. You stop, you destroy the core, you destroy the angel. That's like shooting a zombie in the head. We also see the Ava's like big old plastic glove gets blown off, and you see that it's not only flesh under there, but it has fingernails and shit, like you and me. I don't like that. That's scary. That's what's happening here. And that's when you start to like un you start to peel back the onion that is this show and like what the Avas are. And you're like worried about like that look real human. I don't like this. He's just in a meat robot. He I wouldn't really call it a robot. The robots around this thing, so I would maybe call it a cyborg. Meat cyborg. Can you call yourself a mecha pilot if the thing you're piloting is made of meat? We need a name for like piloting an organic 
body. Like, because then also Ratatouille would fit into that category. Uh, so would uh, pregnant women. They'd also be um, meat mecca. Pregnant women aren't piloted by the babies. So no, I guess they wouldn't fit inside of that category. So anyway, uh, that was this episode. The next episode is a bit of a slow one. Uh, it's called Rain After Running Away. It's very poetic. It describes what happens in the episode, but I'm sure the rain part is like feelings or tears or emotions and Hideki Anno's just staring at me. And I'm like, please, sir, what is that? What is the rain? And it's like, I don't got to explain shit. And I'm like, you're right. You're right, Hideki Anno. I, I'm a fool. I think it's just the aftermath of him running away. Rain usually brings good shit. You can interpret it how you want. That's what Hideki Anno wants. But I think it's just the aftermath of Shinji running away or like I don't know it does rain after he runs away it literally rains Ava, the Ava is ready it's been five days since the since Sam Shell the dick showed up it the Ava's fully repaired again I like this time that it takes for the Ava to get fixed I like that when we see Ray I don't necessarily like that Ray is hurt still but I like that Ray still has bandages like there's realistic consequences for these robots I'm a huge fan of consequences your meat your meat monster's head fell off what does it entail to put that shit back together? Holy shit. So Shinji, even though in the first episode he has a mantra of I mustn't run away, does exactly that in this one. Um, The whole thing is, again, he's a teenage boy. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. He gets scolded by Misato, who's just like, who gives him the business for being an asshole. And Shinji, because he's never been scolded in his whole fucking life, it seems, because he overreacts to this, runs away. Like, fuck this. I don't need this. And the episode is just him on the lamb. There's an episode, I just recently rewatched a couple of episodes of Eureka 7 because I really like this one chunk of Eureka 7. So I was watching it again just because it was, just because that nostalgia feels good. And it's pretty much the same story, only it's a lot nicer and happier and funner. Uh, and it's something also that is, that scene, that arc in Eureka 7 is pretty much the same arc from uh, Gundam's uh, 0078, I think is what that one's called, the original Gundam, with Amuro Ray. Amuro get, runs away because he's fed up with the way things are because he's a teenager and he shouldn't be piloting a giant robot. He runs away and he meets this nice couple who treat him really well and then he decide, then uh, his friends get put in danger so he gets back in the robot. In Eureka 7, it turns out that it's his fault that there's a, a, char a character in the show. Uh, if you watch Eureka 7, it's another mecha anime um, with, with a boy piloting a robot that is in the middle of a war. You know, the typical mecha staple. A child soldier just gets fed up with piloting robot, runs away. It ends fairly like with not much happening. It just kind of, he just kind of decides to come back. They handled this one a little bit better in, in the old Gundam because... There had to be a, he had, there was a tangible reason that he came back. Can't get mad at Shinji, he's just a kid, but like, I'm mad at Shinji. Because, not, not because of what he does in this episode, it just feels like he wasted my fucking time. Uh, this episode uses pregnant pauses a lot. And they use this like, sit there and bask in this silence to great effect and some scenes. This episode, I think, did not do that. I think that putting this as, like, your fourth episode, you might turn some people off and go, what the fuck's the point? I hate this whiny kid. And also, what the fuck? Get in the, get in the fucking robot. Fight the penis monsters. I don't know. I, I thought it was a little bit too slow. We do get more time with Otacon and Toji, which is nice, at least. Otacon mentions in the last episode when they go into shelter that the, the government is, like, censoring what's going on outside. And it's like, well, the government's not going to show you fucking detail up close shots of the robot fighting the goddamn angel. Like, why would it do that? But the government straight up lies about casualties or injuries in the region where Toji's sister gets hurt. So, yeah, the government's lying to you, man, a little bit. So, Shinji bums around. Shinji, even though he gets scolded and it hurts his butt so much that he runs away... The scolding, he took it like a champion. Like, he just sat there and was like, okay, all right, all right, okay, yeah. 
and it kind of deflates Masada, who wants to like wants him to have a more emotional reaction to what she's saying than he does. And she's like, "No, fuck you. I'm not gonna take your apology because you don't sound like you give a fuck." He left for a couple days, for two days, and Masada, once finding out he runs, he ran away, is pissed off about it, but like pretends that she's cool with it in front of others. Like she's like, "Meh, you know, boys are gonna be boys, am I right? He ran away, fuck him." But when she's alone, she like gets pissed. She throws stuff. She gets upset. That shows you the juxtaposition of how she feels as his commander and as his guardian. Shinji runs into his classmate Adakon there, who's like, who just goes camping whenever he wants in a min with military materials. And just hangs out there. Toji's like, you should have fucking stuck up for Shinji, man. And fought the military. Rage against the machine. He's like, I ain't stupid. It's just me against... It's just me against the platoon of fucking military personnel. Of weapons. Real ones. I am a 14-year-old boy. I am not throwing hands with the military. You fucking stupid. Uh, and Shinji gets found and corralled. I'm sure the military would have found him uh, at some point. Because... They are nerve intelligence. It's kind of their job to, you know, know shit. And Shinji is not exactly hiding. So yeah, I, I was sure they were going to find him eventually. It doesn't bother me that they kind of feel like they come out of nowhere here. Shinji gets his ID terminated. He gets taken out of being a member of Nerve. And then they get, all right, get on this fucking train and go somewhere else. Bye, Felicia. Uh, if you don't want to be here, you don't got to be here. Get out. You know, he likes having friends. And so I think that one line that the guy's like, oh, if you leave, we have to also maybe... We may have to evacuate. I think Shinji realizes that his actions have consequences. And he decides to stay. And luckily, Misato was late getting there to pick him up. Otherwise, he would have just, he would have been standing there on that platform forever. Especially since he's not supposed to be standing on that platform. I think that, like, it's a military train only. But um, then they bring Shinji back to the fold. He's going to pilot the robot. Everything's great. Only it's not. Because now they have to redo all that fucking paperwork. And all that clearance. And give him probably a new number and shit to get into certain areas. Because he got his original shit terminated like a fucking fool. You know how much tax dollars you're costing the fucking people with this shit, Shinji? Instead of getting the robot, all your friends will die. Getting the robot, all the taxpayers will have to pay a ridiculous amount of money for your bullshit. I don't want to cost the taxpayers. Fuck, what's going to happen when I run for mayor of Tokyo 3? They're not going to vote for me. But anyway, yeah, this episode is really slow. And like I said, they, they use some parts of the slowness very effectively. Like the uh, the part where Shinji's on the, on the train. Especially because Shinji on a train becomes a recurring theme. So I wasn't upset with that. I think I just find it a lot of the other really slow moments where they kind of, where nothing was really happening. I'm very like, I got, you gotta go. You gotta do things. You gotta do things now. Hurry up, hurry up. Time is money. <laughs> Time is money, Hideki Anno. Hideki Anno's like, it's not my fault you're stupid. And I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry, Hideki Anno. You're, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Um, but that's Evangelion. Thanks for listening.